This is where you need to stop and you need to say, I need you to look into my eyes for a minute and I need you to understand this really well. I've installed thousands of these. I've never misinstalled one. I've put them all in properly and they all, and I execute every one of them where when I am done with them, they last for a long time. Nobody ever has any problem. You never call me out twice. Like it's done. Welcome to the Waste No Day podcast, a podcast specifically for and about the home services industry as it relates to plumbing, heating, air conditioning, and electrical. More than a podcast, Waste No Day is a credo, a determination, a mindset. It is a never-ending discipline. It is a refuse-to-lose pursuit. It is a wake-up call every morning to waste no day. Now here's your host, Brian Burton and Nate Minnick. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Waste No Day podcast. Your host, Nate and Brian, hanging out with you once again and looking forward to part two of a great episode that we started last week. Brian sat down with none other than Mr. Andy Elliott to talk about all things life, love, and relationships. And this time, in this particular episode, he's going to dial in a little bit more and get into the actual in-home objections. That's right. Brian and Andy Elliott are going to do real-life role-playing of objections. It's going to be great, and we're looking forward to part two of this content. Really excited to share it with you. But before we do that, it's time to have just a little bit of an introduction ourselves, and we're going to turn to Brian for our quote. I've always found that anything worth achieving will have obstacles in the way, and you've got to have that drive and determination to overcome those obstacles en route to whatever it is that you want to accomplish. Chuck freaking Norris. Oh, I am a Chuck Norris fan. I bet you are. Well, who's not? Who's not a Chuck Norris fan? I mean, ever since I learned that when Chuck Norris does push-ups, he doesn't push up. The world pushes down. That yeah, It was game over for me. Down. Yeah. That's right. You want to tell like 30 or 40 Chuck Norris I mean, jokes? Right I'm quick? up for it, baby. I'm yeah. here. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Nate I'll was still thinking, laugh. It's late. What, what is it? It's like almost 11 for you, right? Uh, almost 10. Or almost 10. Yeah. yeah. All right. Almost 10 p.m. for Nate on a work night. He was like, uh, I got to get, wait, Chuck Norris? Okay, let's do the Chuck Norris. <laughs> let's, do let's do it. I'll sleep when I'm dead. I'm going to overcome some obstacles just so I can hang out for this. <laughs> <laughs> no, I wanted to go with, it was going to be about determination and drive for me because that is what the Elliott group and uh, Andy Elliott that just screamed to me, man. These are mo- the most driven, it's the most driven team I've ever been around. Um but they're driven like they're driven by seemingly by each other. They, they're so happy for each other's success. They're they're super into each other. They're they support each other like like very few teams I've ever come across. And uh, they're just animals, man. I like being around those cats. Well, not animals in the sense of like they leave the place messy because according That's to Mister Elliot, absolutely not. Yes, you would be fired. And I'm like, we'll, find um, well, don't come to my house, please. <laughs> I was, I was there, I was there for an for an event that wasn't an Andy Elliott event, and uh, went into the bathroom, and there were like 500 people there or something, home service business owners, and uh, there was just like toilet paper all over the floor in the bathroom. I'm like, oh man, somebody's gonna be doing push-ups. Like you guys don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna have to try to uh, to do that tactic with my kiddos and uh, 
see if I can fire them as well. Hey, you know, you didn't clean up your room. Sorry. You're no longer part of the family. Well. Yep. There it is. Uh, <laughs> there you get is. one warning. One warning. One, one yeah. warning. Okay, sure. You all yep. burn Cody left a little pee on the seat there. Guess what, buddy? <laughs> Next time, getting a new last name, my man. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. <laughs> Maybe we'll just start by, hey, you have to clean the bathroom. That sounds like a more better solution. That's probably um, worse for a 10-year-old boy, if you ask me. Yeah, you're right. You'd be like, cool, fine. I'll just go over to grandma's. So, Brian, I'm looking forward to hearing part two of this. Uh, this is actually content that I haven't heard uh, because, you know, you have it on the DL over there with your secret society and Andy Elliott as a groupie. Uh, but I'm looking forward to hearing your objections. Did you just call Andy, Andy Elliott a waste a groupie? Of a groupie? Yeah. Uh, right, I'll take that. Yeah, you heard me. You heard I'm me. guessing That's he's right. not going to listen to this show. So. No, definitely not. Who fly out here and beat my rear end for saying that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm only like 30 minutes away from him, so I adamantly disagree, buddy. I disagree. No, but I did appreciate the uh, the first interview, Brian, and you know it, it brought some some uh, good content to me, some challenge, some just like, man, you know this this dude is he is not about his excuses. He is That's about sure. his business. And uh, yeah, it was good, motivating. More of that, please. Let's hear that. Uh, but I'm looking forward to part two as well as we get into more of the trade specific or in home services, sales, objections, type baby. Specific yeah. objections. And I know our listeners are too. Uh, and so I don't want to belabor the point here and go too long in the intro. So let's just cut to the chase here and hear from our review of the week. Brian, who do we have up today? Great stuff. Five stars. Brian spoke at a conference I attended. He was very easy to follow, and we will be using all of the advice he gave us. The first, wow. the first show was fantastic. Can't wait to keep learning from him. I thank GDF for having him speak there. Garage door freedom. It was a yeah. All of the of, advice. All of all it. Of the, but you all heard of what the he advice. said. Do you need me to read it again? Did you edit this? How many, okay, I know what you did. I know what you did. You went to this event and you said, everybody, get out your phone, pull up Waste No Day, and write me a review. You forced them. You forced them. I guarantee it. Uh, I most it. certainly did not, but Tommy Mello did. Uh. <laughs> you know, if, if I do a, a keynote or a speech, I'm ending with like, here's why you should be listening to the Waste No Day podcast. And Tommy walked up and grabbed the mic and was like, and open up your phones and leave them a review. <laughs> nice. Appreciate yeah. that, Tommy. Thank you. Yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, that what? was from Rent is Killing Me. You see what oh. I'm talking about with the naming of your of your Apple account? <laughs> and you don't realize that's going to be your name for every review you leave for the rest of your life? Hey, maybe, maybe they're referring to the musical. Rent the musical is killing them. And they've seen yeah, it so many it's, times. It's terrible. Who wants to sit around watching musicals all day? I get it. You're absolutely right. <laughs> well, hopefully uh, rent doesn't kill you uh, for the rest of your life, Mr. Reviewer uh, or Mrs. Reviewer, depending. Uh, but we sure appreciate the review and we are grateful that you took the time to do that. And if you haven't done so yourself and you're listening to this podcast, hey, give it a pause, scroll down, find those five stars and hit them. We would appreciate it and sure be cool if you would do that. For right now, though, we're going to conclude with part two of the episode that we started last week. If you didn't hear the beginning of it, please go back and do that first. It will be valuable to you and your family. Uh, but for right now, we're going to bring the conclusion to you as we put Mr. Andy Elliott back in your passenger seat.
Our guest today is Andy Elliott. He's returning from last week's part one episode to have a conclusional conversation with Brian. He is a sales powerhouse, transforming average sellers into legends. With a no-nonsense, high-octane approach, he's not just a trainer, he's a sales warrior. His real-world tactics are battle-hardened and brutally effective. And he's all about shattering limits and skyrocketing results. If you're ready to dominate sales, Andy's your go-to guru. Unleash your potential, crush your targets, and own your market. This guy is exciting to listen to, and I can't wait to hear more of it. Just setting it up for you, this is a bit of an oddity from our normal format, but Brian sat down with him in person in his studio there in the lion's den and basically just had a one-on-one conversation with him. So we're looking forward to hearing that, and I'm going to serve it up to Brian as he concludes the interview with Mr. Andy Elliott. That guy is going to go so far and he's learning these standards. And I really think right now, like, dude, listen, I was raised by kids. I mean, my dad was always so busy growing up. Um, I have five brothers and sisters. My mom left when I was two. I made bad grades. I never went to school. I have no idea how I passed. Like they they just show you they passed kids because I didn't even go to school. Okay. And somehow I graduated, started school at 18 um, or I started sales at 18. I'm sorry. I never went to school. So I have no idea how I passed. (laughs) I have physically no idea. But I didn't have a mentor, didn't have anybody to look up to. I had horrible manners. And dude, like, like I just changed at 18 years old. I found a mentor. Um, he was a leader and he was a good leader. Where, where did you find him? And, and I just didn't want to, like we business. went off, but I, but I wanted to say, like, I, I've, I've seen a little bit of your history from videos, but I'd love to, like, just let's tell your story. Dude, just 18 years old, I uh, got a job very first day on the, so my best friend, his older brother was in the car business and he was a manager. And one night we're sitting there, we're drinking, right? I'm 18. And he's like, he's like, I was like, I need a job, you know? And he's like, dude, you can make five grand a month selling cars. I'm like, dude, first of all, I've never had more than $5 in my hand at a time. And I'm like, if I get enough food to eat lunch tomorrow, like I'm in, I mean, cause I don't, I have no stand. I'm, yeah. I'm like five grands for like that. That's rich people, right? Like I don't even understand money yet. You know what I mean? Because I'm, I'm a loser. And he's like, dude, I'll pick you up tomorrow morning. You're coming to work with me. Dude, I go to work with him the next morning. Literally, no bullshit. I sell a car on accident by the oh. from the to the nicest guy in the world. You didn't even work there yet. I just nicest guy ever. The manager pages me in the tower after the customer left, and he goes, "Do you know how much money you just made?" And I said, "Dude, if I just made five dollars to go buy like a subway sandwich, I'm freaking starving. Like I'm ready to eat." And he's like, "Dude, you just made seventeen hundred dollars." I was like, "What?" He goes, you just made $1,700 and you got the high gross spiff of the month. So you get 500 cash tomorrow morning in the meeting. And I'm like, I just made $2,200 in two days. What kind of car was it? It was a Nissan Frontier truck, but because the the point is it it pointed, it it showed me. I remember I walked into this uh, office. I went and drove this truck with this guy. And then I'm I'm literally illiterate, right? At this point. And I I mean this, like I'll own, I'm an idiot. So like, if anybody wants to know, like you want to be worth, hundreds of millions of dollars. Like I didn't even, I stuttered and I didn't even understand money and I was stupid. So if I can do it, everybody else can do it. Right. Period. So don't say you can't, you don't want to, but I wanted to change and I wanted a different life and I just needed my way out and my way out was sales. Okay. In any industry, it was sales. And my manager gave me a piece of paper before I closed that deal. My manager gave me a piece of paper and he said, Go ask him if he wants to do option A or option B. You know, kind of like there's two yep. two payments, right? And I was like, okay. And then what? And he's like, whichever one he wants to do, just have him sign it. I was like, oh, this is easy. 
Well, like I just walked in the office and the guy goes, oh my God. And, you know, obviously it was high, right? But I don't know what high is or what low is because I don't know anything. And I just lay it down. He's like, what's the interest rate? And I remember he looked right at me in the eyes and I go, the interstate? <laughs> and he's like, the interest rate. I'm like, I don't understand. And he goes, okay. He goes, I'll do option B. And that was it. Wow. I didn't know what he was talking about. I had no idea. I didn't even know what an interest rate was because I didn't pay attention in school. I didn't go to math. I didn't have money. My parents are poor. Like, dude, like, and it's funny because people laugh, but I didn't know. Yeah. So he signed it. I brought it back to my manager and he goes, oh, shit, this guy to finance right now. Right? It was like that. And then the guy left and he goes, dude, you hit the biggest deal all month long. And he goes, do you know why you hit it? Because you had no idea what you were doing, but you made good rapport and a good connection with the guy and you, you just were a good person. That's all you did. He goes, now I'm going to start training you and you stay that guy. Mm. So he started training me every day. And uh, by the time I was 18, year, 18 to 19, I made 120 grand. Wow. They said that was the most you could make in the car business is 1999. I had another manager that flew in from Georgia. He was a new manager. He goes, dude, I made 225 grand last year selling cars. I go, no way. They said 120 was the most. And he's like, dude, I'll show you my pay stub. And he shows me he made 220 in Georgia. I'm like, dude, I'm going to make 220 this year. Sure enough, from 19 to 20, I made 220 grand. 20 years old, I realized that I was going to have a delusional belief, everybody. I'm like, dude, I'm going to make half a million. I'm going to make 500 grand. I'm going to be the best closer in the country. I bought every cassette tape, every book, everything you could read. I, I Who's that I, at the time? Everybody. I mean, it was- Hopkins, you know, Tracy. I, yeah, like Tracy, like, you know, like Tom Hopkins. You know, you got Grant Cardone at this time. You know, you got just everything that we could find or read on self-development, which there wasn't a lot back then. Right. There really was all wasn't. real estate. Yeah. I mean, dude, it was all junk. Mm -hmm. And and anyway, so I started uh, reading all this stuff. So first thing I did is I had a mentor. And uh, dude, I'm one of these people, if you tell me to do something, like I'll go do it. And he goes, do you have a TV in your house? I remember listening to this cassette tape. It's like, do you have a TV in your house? And it's like, if you do, it's like, take it down, put whiteboards on the wall. Okay, you don't need to watch TV right now. You're not where you want to be. You need to have whiteboards. Mm -hmm. You have your goals up. Dude, I literally fucking went in the house at night. I smashed all my TVs on the ground. I literally went and hung whiteboards all over my house. I started drawing word tracks, game plans, daily goals, everything. Dude, it was like a scientist went off. By the time I was 21, 22, I was making 800 grand a year selling cars. And then I moved up into management. And then I learned that leadership, not getting other people to do what I was doing and selling, which was training them. Uh, I, brainwashing people. Like people don't like I say those words, but I call it brainwashing. Like the news brainwashes people to be afraid and scared. Sure. I brainwash people to feel powerful and, and believe that they're worth it. So I literally sit down. I'm like, hey, you're freaking worth it, dude. Snap out of it, okay? Your mom said you weren't going to make it. Your dad said you're a loser. Your ex-girlfriend said you weren't going to be anything without her. Are they right or are they wrong? Are they wrong? Okay, well then prove them. Quit talking shit. Quit being lazy. Put that in a bag and remember it when you freaking feel like not working. Like I would get people so riled up and I'd say, all right, now here's how we're going to sell. These are the top five objections we get every day. These top five, they're going to come every day. No matter what you say, these objections are going to come. So I don't give a shit. You're the nicest guy in the world. They're still going to say it. I need, I need you to learn five different objection handling techniques for the top five objections. So I called it five by five. Five objections, five ways to handle each five. And I'm going to role play with you every morning. I'm going to knock the dust off you the first 30 minutes every morning. With my team, I'd be like, pop, 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 pop. I just go down every single day the shit that people are going to say. And then when it's done, I was like, guys, now, come on. Now today, can anybody get you to, can anybody say no? No, dude. And all we're doing is helping people help themselves. If they show up or if they call, they want something. People don't go through a freaking McDonald's drive-thru and go through the other side without food. 
Okay, the only person that could fuck up is the lady at the cashier window. Mm. Are you guys going to mess it up for these people? Are you guys getting in the way of people getting what they want? No, you're going to help them. You're going to take the pressure out of the deal. You're going to make it easy. You guys are killers. That's why you get paid in sales. Your job is to make it easy on people. They want you to pull the pressure out because you're so good. Look at them in the eyes. Get close to them. Put your arm around them. Show them some love. Make them feel important. Somebody probably treated them like today. Treat them better than anyone ever had. Dude, I started telling them all these things. And dude, woo, they were wiping shit out. So I went to making millions uh, a year. I went to making like two million, two and a half million, being a leader. And this is for everybody to understand. I hate betrayal. So betrayal is my enemy. Okay. So like, I'm not afraid of it, but like, it pisses me off. I, I can't believe that people could betray someone when they've been good to them. It's like, I just can't, I just can't, I hate betrayal. So I'm going to tell you what betrayal is to me. So if I take over a company and let's say it's making 2 million a month or 2 million a year. Okay. Let's say it's making 2 million a year. And you say, I'll give you 2% of the gross, right? That's your pay plan. I'm just giving you an example. Hypothetically, yep. um, you're at two, the company's at 2 million now. You kind of get an idea about what you'll make if we didn't make any more money. Mm -hmm. Now, I want you to build it as big as you can, and you get paid 2% as much as you can put up. Well, you take the company to $40 million, and then at 2%, well, that's a lot more money now mm -hmm. at $40 million, but everybody's making a lot of money at $40 million, right? And you built it to $40 million. Yep. And then they're like, oh, we can't pay you 2% anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, and they say things like this, like, you're making way more money than all the other general managers yeah. or people. People in our industry don't make that. Hey, dude, people in this industry don't go from 2 million to 40 million either. Okay? So come on, man. I built this team from 7 in the morning to 11 at night. I've been the freaking feet on the ground. What are you talking about? And they're like, yeah, but you know. And I'm like, no, I don't know. Okay? So I quit. And I go home. My wife's like, got burned again, didn't you? And I'm like, and she's like, that's why you keep giving everybody everything you got and you give us leftovers. You're going to learn one day. And that's when I was like, dude, I hate this. Next day they call back. Hey dude, come on back up, man. We're going to keep your pay plan the same. You know, we don't want you to quit. My wife's like, don't you ever work for those people again. They've already showed their true colors. So I said, screw it. I'm going to start my own business. So in 2019, I got betrayed again and I just didn't quit. And I just started my own business. And by the way, listen. Here's the cool thing about taking your wife with you. This is why I would tell you that this first whole beginning of this conversation is super important. I made goals and false promises and all kinds of things without my wife. I thought that they would, she would benefit from them, but they were really for me. And, uh, and I failed us every time. You mean ego? Yeah, I failed us every time. And uh, this time, I did it differently. This time, I said, hey, babe, number one, like, I'm not proud of me, so I'm going to start working on myself. Okay, I want you to come on this journey, this self-development journey with me. I need you. I need you to support me. And I think I need to support you too. I need to be there for you more. So we're going to go do this together. We may lose everything we have, um, but we're going to be fucking happy. And we made a decision. And that's all people need to do is make a decision. Me and my wife started to go to the gym together. We started to work out together. We started getting in good shape together. We weren't making any money. Understand this. We're not making any money. We're happier than we've ever been. We're having more sex than we ever had. We're having sex twice a day. Like we're, we're fun on it, dude. Like we're super happy. We're super close. Our kids, their behavior is starting to change because they see that me and how me and mom are acting and they're like super cool now and they're really happy and everybody's so full of love and I'm there for them now. I'm actually present, but I'm not winning in business and I've always won a business. So now I'm like, Missing you know what I'm piece. saying? 
Like my wife can tell that like I'm unfulfilled as a man yeah. in my eyes because I'm not winning, but I am taking care of myself. And that made me feel really happy. And that made me be proud of me. And then she's obviously attracted to me now. And now she's getting really attractive. And now we're taking care of our kids and we're getting close to God, which is a big deal. Like I'm finally slowing down and get close to God again. I'm leaning into him. And she's like, let's just, uh, let's just build our business, man. You know, whatever happens, happens. And uh, let's just be close. Like, I love this. She's like, I don't want to lose this. What a great way to start. Yeah. But like she's, th just that conversation. What a great way to start some kind of venture or anything when you well, and your well, spouse tell you what just she say, did, let's let just go and whatever happens, happens. We got. Remember, I didn't include her in any of my goals. And for the first time, I did. And I'm going to tell you what she how, did. How, what does that look like, including her in your goal? That means this. Babe, what does success look like? What's the definite? My wife, the first oh, okay. thing that she told me, she goes, Andy, what's your definition of success? I said, what do you mean? She's like, what's your definition of success? I said, uh, uh, um, I want to make a lot of money. No. I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, definition of success is where there's no money involved. Okay. And we're happy. Definition of success is me and you, marriage millionaires without millions, being close, best friends, business partners, workout partners. Like we're falling in love with each other. Like every day we're pouring more into each other because it's me and you, we got one life together. Okay. And you made that promise to me and I want you to keep it because the best, the hardest thing you'll ever do as a man in your life is keep your word and you better keep your word and I'll make you keep your word to everybody else, but you better keep it to us. And I'm like, damn, okay. And then she's like, and the kids, the kids need you and you're going to regret it. You're going to look up and your kids are going to choose someone else as their hero. Look at you. And that's where she was like, you're comfortable. Your body, you're not, in ri you're not ripped. You're not in great shape. And I'm like, man, she's like, you got love handles. This isn't you. You're not playing your best game. And why I need you to know why it's important for you to play your best game is because when you like you, you're better to all of us. Mm. And we need that guy. And she, she starts talking to me about like success, right? And so I'm like, okay, so I got definition of success is my wife admiring me and her being proud of me. My children look up, up to me, choosing me as their hero. And then I like to look in the mirror and also like who I am. And then I also want to impact the world and change people's lives. And I want to make a lot of money because I hate being broke. And I'm not saying I'm not afraid to go broke again, but I just was embarrassed when I was so young because we never could do anything. Yeah. I just don't want my family to go through that. So we decided that, you know, and, and, and one, one more thing, my wife wanted me fulfilled. She didn't want me to work for people anymore that I didn't believe in just for a paycheck. She wanted to see me fulfilled when I came home. So we talked about, this is me and her making a goal together. Okay. And then my wife also told me, she's like, you know, I want to buy a big, beautiful house together. I want to do all that. Um, we already had a beautiful house. She's like, I want to do it the right way now. I want us to go pick it, not me pick it. I want us to do everything. I want us to be best friends. I want us to really talk about shit that we haven't been able to talk about for 14 years. Like she goes, I can only talk to you about certain things because you get so mad. She's like, now I want to be able to have, she goes, you've settled down now where your ego is put to the side because you're not making money. You're not the boss anymore. Nobody's kissing your, and it's just us and the kids. And now me and you are actually having conversations now for the first time in our life. And we can actually discuss stuff and you're not getting mad. She's like, I don't want to lose that. So she's like, we need to start our own business. That's what we need to do. And if we fail, we fail together. But we're not going to fail because me and you don't lose. She's like, so let's do this. So here's what she did. Uh, our million dollar house is all paid off. Our cars are paid off. She goes, we're selling everything. 
because we're going to be, we're about to go on a journey and it's going to be a bumpy fucking ride. I know it is, but we're going to be close and we're going to explain this. So here's what happened. She calls the kids into the living room and she tells our kids, she said, Hey, mom and dad are going to sell this house. Mom loves this house. I built this house. I love this house. This house is everything. It's everything I've ever dreamed of. And we're going to go sell it. We're going to sell all our furniture and we're going to go get a rent house and we're going to put mattresses on the floor and we're going to sleep on them. It's going to be a party every night, kids. You know, mom and dad don't let you jump on the bed. You guys can do it every night. We're going to have fun. And mom and dad are going to put up some plastic white tables and it's going to look like an FBI lab and we're going to build a business together. And we're all going to just buckle down for about a year or two, however long it takes. And we're going to build a business and we're going to, we're going to get rid of all this materialistic because we need to become better people to build a big business. And this is her idea. And I'm like, okay, she would have never given up all. It was her idea to give up the house. And I didn't want her to do it. She wanted to do it because now we were finally on a mission together, not just me. And this is crazy because a lot of people won't understand this. And that's why they'll never get this life. And our children also respected us and they understood the mission, what we were doing. And so we did it. And I'm going to tell you something. We never told anybody that we sold our house and we went and slept on mattresses and we got a rent house. We never told anybody because we didn't want anybody to feel sorry for us. We knew, you know, what would be like her dad calling, right? Hey, what's going on, baby girl? Oh, nothing. You know, just sold our house, you know, in a rent house. Why? What happened? What's going on? Does Andy have a job? Nobody knew nothing. It was just me and her. She never told a word. I never told anybody. We just started building our business, getting on social media. Dude, people were asking questions or people that did like, hey, what are you guys doing? We just fucking stopped talking to them. Like we needed to be laser focused. We just cut off everybody. And like, we just built our business together. And I mean it, dude, like a lot of people did not want to see us change, but we didn't get, we went crazy. But taking her with me, she's the one who taught me social media, even though she wasn't good at it. She's the one who taught me how to run a business. We started at the kitchen table. We opened a seminar event. We went training together. Every, everywhere we did training, my wife was with me. I could see something. What I can do really good is I can, I can emulate what I see from someone else. So if I go to an event and I can see how they put it on, I can go back home and do that event. I can go do it just like that. And my wife knows how to implement it and make it happen. I go from the idea to take an action like that. And she's like, whoa, you're going left. You got to go right. And I'm like, oh, all right, let's go that way. Right? Because she's like guiding me. You know what I mean? So we created this together and her intuition with my psychoness. And really, she's really smart. My wife was, listen, I'm going to say something about my wife. My wife would be successful if we wouldn't have got married. She would have been successful without me. So people are like, you know, like, like she would have made it. So I'm like, she wouldn't have been just a normal girl. She was going to be something special. And I know that. So, you know, like, so with that side coming out from her, which a lot of women have that in them, but you know, they, they shelter it down. She brought that out. I brought out my best game. We were both changing. The kids saw us growing. We were fulfilled or we were communicating good for the first time in forever. It's like, dude, it's like God just started to reward us, man. And you know, we just started boom, 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 boom. We started growing and dude, we've never lost our way. Every day we have meetings just every day, every morning. Don't be a fraud. Don't forget who you are. Yeah. Stay grounded. You're an example to the world. Okay. You can't have, you can't tell someone to do something and not do it yourself. You can't give someone what you don't have. You can't get on the phone and try to sell someone on a life that you're not living yourself. You're a fraud. If you're a fraud, you go out of business. Our culture in our company has, has allowed us where it doesn't matter what I price something. It doesn't matter what I do. It doesn't matter what goes on. The way that we operate this shit, which everybody could do this. HVAC company, I mean, 
I don't care what they are. It doesn't matter to me. It could be a solar company. It could be an automotive dealership. It could be any, any company, any company. It doesn't matter what it is. Andy Frizzell has first form, run the same culture. But I'm big on bringing my family with me, which is how brings us back to the kids. So I see these kids. I'm like, dude, listen to me. At the end of the day, I want these kids to love their parents and be proud of them. Okay. And these kids, they're, they behave really well and they work out and they're awesome and they, and they love what we do around here. And by the way, this is something I want to say. I have an unrecruitable sales team. I always tell people, I'm like, if you're going to recruit someone on my team, I'll give you 10 million in cash. Like 10 million, just recruit one, try. They won't leave. You know why? Because their wives love who they've become since they've worked here. They're such better men. They're such better men, man. So if one of them came home and let's just say someone would pay them 10 times more than I was and they get paid really well, but let's say it existed, their wife would be like, no way. Over my dead body, this guy's changed our life. Their company is amazing that we would leave this for money. Not a chance. So now you understand why my hiring process, I bring in the wives, I bring in the family. And, and if it's a wife, if I'm hiring a woman, I'd bring in her man that same way. Because I've got a couple of women that work here and they're killers. So my point is, is that that's why I onboard that way. That's how we run our culture. That's how our company was built. And guess what? We get to write the rules to our game. Like you can write whatever rules you want. I always say this, if you can't find it, build it. Like if you can't find it and if you know what you're looking for, I, look, I didn't want to start my own business. I wanted to work for someone else. So if I would have found somebody that had what I had, dude, Still I would be there. Yeah, I'd work here right now. I wouldn't, I don't want to, dude, I don't want to go through all the shit I have to go through to start my own business and build it and all that stuff. But the idea of it is, is that if you're going to build a business and if you want to scale really high, dude, you have to make it a place in which people come and, and work for blood, sweat, and tears and not just for a paycheck. And they will only do that if there's a real leader in the company and real leaders make everyone a leader. So everyone in my company is a leader, which is why when you came on, I don't need to be present for my guys to treat you good because they know their identity. They know who they are. I've called them by their name, which is leader. I've told them who they are, which is their game changers, their world changers. And that's their job. And I tell them, hey, when I'm not around who you are really tells me a lot about you. Mm -hmm. Matter of fact, I expect you to be 10 times stronger when I'm not around. I said, if you go into a gas station, make sure that gas station never forgets you. That's the deal. So like, this is the key right now to what I call like to creating a team that can just dominate the world, like total annihilation. And that's why we've taken out so many training companies, not intentionally, but because we're just real. And like the scripts, they're cool, right? But if you don't change, scripts don't mean shit. Yeah. You, you hear a lot of people, they take the training you give them and they're like, or even that I give them and they're like, oh man, I know I try to use that and it didn't work. Yeah, yeah dude, because you don't change. Mm -hmm. You don't become anything. You have no charisma. You're not charismatic. You still don't give a shit. Your eyes look loose, dude. You don't believe in yourself. You're, yeah. You're not working on yourself. You don't care. There's no you don't confidence. Yeah, There's like, no passion. Like you have to, you have to wake up. So um, anyways. And the physical part, I think is such a big part of that. And huge. And I think you're the first, you, you were the first team that I came across that really, really pushed that uh, hard. And I've, and I've always been for the last nine years in leadership, I've always been trying to get everyone that I serve as a leader to come to the gym with me. I don't have like the 5% body fat you do, no, but, but, but the gym is that's a, how a you big create, part of what we uh, do. That's how you create a real relationship with people. When you struggle, look, when you and your wife are doing amazing, it feels good. But when you and her go through a hard time and you get, get over it, you're twice as strong. Yeah, you Every, know what's funny? I met, met your wife last week, right? Uh -huh. Had a good conversation in the parking lot with Jackie. 
And uh, I just, I wanted to ask, I said, hey, my wife's a fan. She's been watching you on podcasts lately. And uh, I wanted to see if it's cool next week. I'm doing a podcast with Andy. Can I bring her with me? Yeah. And she's just like, she's like, what kind of question is that? And I'm like, one that I need answered. I don't know. She's like, this place is built on families. Within five minutes, she's asking me if we're fighting enough. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> if my wife and I are fighting enough. Yeah. And then goes into a long conversation about... Uh, well, we me and my be wife fighting. believe in being direct with each other. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people resent each other. Yeah. Okay. Because they can't talk about certain topics because people, well, number one, they're not as close as they think they are. Yeah. And how I know that is because if, if, if right now your wife wants to say something to you, but she knows she can't say it to you because it's going to trigger a fight, mm -hmm. there's a problem. If you see your wife doing something and you want to say something, but you're like, no, I can't say that. That's going to upset her. Yeah. That's a problem. We call that walking on eggshells. And that's the reason why people don't grow. That's the reason why people like, I, we call it death by a thousand paper cuts. Mm. Every time you see one of those little things that you can't speak out about, it's a paper cut. It's a paper cut. It's like a heart just getting paper cutted the whole time. And then people look up in 10 years or whatever, 30 out. years, and they just, they just split. And you ask them, why'd you guys split, dude? I thought you guys were happy. They're like, we just fell out of love. Bullshit. You guys didn't pour more love into your relationship. You guys couldn't be direct to each other. You guys didn't fight fair. You guys, you know, get historical every time something, you fight about yeah, something. Jackie said that to go into that a little bit. Fight well, fair. Well, fighting fair is like getting historical. Like, like, okay, listen to me. If I messed up in the past, okay, and my wife has forgiven me to be a better man, and I've tried really hard to be a good man for her, right? Now that something's we're arguing about something. And she's like, see, I knew you were always going to do that. Right. I knew you would never change. It's like, you can't like, like you can't go back. Like I've been mm. trying really hard to be a better person. Like you can't expect me to change if you won't give me the opportunity to. Right. Like it's like my kid. Okay. Like if he cusses or if he's lying and he's, let's say he's in a bad habit of lying. Okay. And then all of a sudden I'm like, listen, don't lie. That's not good. You know, like if you don't keep your word with people, you're never going to get anywhere. You're not going to like you. Okay. It's going to ruin your whole life. Don't do that. And then let's say we get into a fight, right? And then we're talking about something with my son. And then I say, you know, it's just like, just like you lying. It's just like, it's like, you can't do that. It's not what this is about. It's not about that. But people, what they want to do when they're fighting is they just hurt people. Yeah. They want people to hurt. You know why? Because you're hurting. So you want to hurt people. You fight for resolution. So like me and my wife, we just fight for resolution no matter what. We don't fight to win. If you fight to win, if someone wins, no one wins. Go ahead, win. If your wife wins in a fight with you, as good as she feels, you guys just got further apart. Mm -hmm. So really, who won? No one. You guys literally just ruined your whole household. If you fight with her and you win, dude, you made her feel like a piece. How would you feel if somebody made her feel like? What would you do to someone that made her? Violent. Yeah, you'd get violent. <laughs> what if it was you, bro? And you're the one that up. Mm -hmm. And so like me and my wife are like, dude, like you're, it's okay for you, right? To say something to your wife, to make her feel like it, but no one else can. Yeah. Dude, you're the one that married her and promised her that if she'd stay with you, you'd always take care of her and protect her. It's like, dude, like the world's so up now. People are so stupid. It's like, dude, like it's simple. So, so we say fight fair, right? Stay pure, obviously like stay pure. Like that's your girl. Fall in love with her. If you pour a lot into her, she'll be your fantasy. I promise you. Or, and, and you will be to her too. You guys. You'll have greater sex than you've ever imagined once you truly become best friends. But how are you going to become best friends? We well, got to be able to have conversations with each other about hard that people don't want to talk about. 
So me and my wife, every day, we get into a fight every day. Every day, there's a five-minute fight, <laughs> right? And I love after-sex fights. So like, I'm trying to get in a fight with her, right? But I love fights. You know why? Because every day, there's something that's coming up that is causing some friction in our life. Mm -hmm. You know why? Because we chase a big life. So something comes up, and when we do, I let my wife be direct with me. I let her tell me whatever whatever's on her heart. I want her to pour it out. I never want her to be reserved. I'm like, babe, come on, dump it on me. Bring it. Yeah, dump it on me. And by the way, you're not dumping it on me because you want to hurt me, but I need you to unload that and get it out so you can talk to me about it. And then it's it's off your chest, right? And then when she's done, I'm like, I heard you. I got it. I'll be better. Or let's make a plan. And I'm sorry about that. And dude, she's so happy that she didn't have to carry that. And so there's no... There's no resentment. You know what I mean? And by the way, we protect each other. And she does the same thing to me. She's like, you're being cold. And I'm like, what do you mean? She's like, you know what I mean? You're being cold. What happened? I'm like, nothing. She's like, we're not going to do anything else until you tell me what's bothering you. And I'm like, she always knows there's something. She's like, just think, whatever it is, something stupid. Somebody, somebody irritated you. Let it out. Mm -hmm. And but, hey, you're not complaining to me. Don't understand. My wife's not asking me to complain. She's saying, get it off your chest, okay? Because it's going to bother you for three days and it's going to build up. We're going to ruin the next three days and you cost three days of hell in our family because you couldn't talk to me. Am I, am I your best friend? Yes or no? And I say, of course you're my best friend. She goes, good, then talk to me like I'm your best friend. So the, there's a difference between getting negative and just throwing people under the bus and releasing that little yes. thing on the rice cooker where you just... Yes, the, and, and a lot of the out. time, listen, dude, a lot of the time we don't have to do anything. A lot of times there's not a game plan. A lot of the times there's no action to take after talking. A lot of the time it's just us hearing each other out, getting it off our chest, being heard. And then we're like, okay, cool. Let's roll. Let's go do that. That's my girl. Hey, listen, I got you. Hey, I'm, I'm sorry that hurt you. Okay. But like, we're going to be strong and I'm going to do anything I can. And that's it. Like me and my wife have this very unique communication. Look, dude, closing and selling is communication. Getting a great life is communication. Building relationships is communication. Everything in this world is communication. So most people don't have it at home though. But the reason why people don't have big bad lives is because they keep starting over because their home life is pure. In sales is a very high stress job. And that's the reason why like when you're in sales and you're going after big and you want to be number one, like you have to take your family with you. Like your family has to understand. You and your wife have to be close. You have to be able to talk about shit that most people can't talk about. And Anyways, I'm just letting you in on the inside secret of like how our company does so well is because dude, like we're real, man. And, but the family aspect of it is at the end of the day, if let's say that none of this worked and we were losing like financially, but we had our family and we were close, dude, I'm still rich. Whoever believes they're rich without money is truly rich. Like you could be rich in the bank, but you could have, you could be poor in family. Yeah. Like to me, that's poor. What I love about my wife, and I'll say one more thing about her, like she ain't going to church and we're going to go out to lunch and hold hands if we ain't good. She's going to be like, dude, we're fighting. We're getting it out because I'm not walking out of this house and pretending like we got our shit together. I ain't going to be fake. Mm. And by the way, she's, she's a Mexican, right? So like she's from cold blooded. She's from just, that's how she is. She wants to fight. She wants to get it out. She's like, I'm hot blooded. Let's roll. Let's get it out. You know, this little Miss Puerto Rican over here has yeah. the same, same streak in her. But, but do you know what? My dad was a pushover. Okay. Mm. My dad was a pushover. My dad married his third wife or whatever. Right. That was your mom. 
my mom was the first one. She left, and then there was another one, and then there was this third one. Mm. But the third one, he was with for 10 years, right? When my dad was with her, literally, my dad hates onions, hates them. He ate her food, and she put tons of onions in all the food she mm. cooked for him every day for 10 years and didn't say anything because he's a pushover. I can't even, I hate onions myself. Bro, he's eating imagine. them for 10 years straight and he doesn't like them because he's afraid to tell her he doesn't like them. Mm. Okay? My wife's like that. Dude, if you don't like something, say you don't like it. Let me know. Are we best friends or not? Okay? Like, why did we get married? Why did we decide to do life together? Like, what is going on here? Like, let's just, like this is just common sense shit. If this is your best friend and this is the person you're sleeping with, do you want to be in the same bed and be miles apart or do you want to be in the same bed and be a power couple? Like, what do you want to do? You want to take over the world? You got to get close to your mate. She's got to be your battle mate. She, yeah, sure, sure, she can be your queen. She wants to be treated good. But she also wants a man who's a savage, you know? And, and also, she wants to battle with you. She doesn't want you to go protect him. So you guys stay home, I'll be back. Yeah. Like, no, like, dude, a lot of women nowadays, they're like, no, let's go fight together. Like, they want to be a part of that. And by the way, if they can be a part of that, that struggle with you, that grind with you, they'll respect you so much more and they'll support you so much more. And so that's the key. So we teach our whole company to operate this way. I do meetings with my team every morning, but twice a month, I do meetings with the spouses in my company because I train them. Twice a month. Yeah, on what, what our core values are. My goal is to make our people that work here physically all the time to go home and be better people for them. So I need them to understand what I'm teaching our people constantly and what our core values are and what we believe in. Like, dude, people say it's a cult. It's culture is what it is. But if it was a cult, it'd be the greatest cult that ever existed. So if you want to build a great company, okay, if you want to just, you, you got to do something different, man. Because if you go and you just create a normal job and you find normal people and it's just about work and production and there's nothing else to talk about, you're going to be just like everybody else. You're probably mm -hmm. not going to stay in business for long. Or you're going to end up with loser employees, okay? You go meet my team. You could sit down with them. You'd probably take every one of them out to dinner. You'd probably go have a beer with everyone. I'd love to hire every one of them. Yeah, because they're awesome. But you know what? Oh, by the way, last thing. They're all underdogs. None of these people, which I already said that, none of these people, I believe underdogs can smash Goliaths. Goliaths are entitled, okay? They have, they have a lot to lose. These underdogs have nothing to lose. Mm. Okay, so they'll go all in. Dude, a Goliath, when you're talking to them and you're like, hey, we need to change some stuff, you got to go through like 20 board members. Underdogs, when you're like, we're changing, they're like, they change right now. It's like, dude, I can change so fast. I could walk out of here and I could change anything in our company and in one hour, we'd be going a different direction. It'd be that fast. So like, to me, I like hiring people that like understand. And when I hire people, I'm like, you understand changes every day. Okay, cool. So if I come in tomorrow and I'm like, hey, we fucking changed. You're like, good. I knew that was going to happen. Matter of fact, what are we changing to today? So like they're ready to pivot at any time. So I built a pivot company that can pivot very quick. And I want to say one more. I say, I want to say one figures. Yeah. Oh yeah. And then we're going to 10, but I want to say something. This is really important to everybody. Anybody that made it this far in the podcast means they're fucking serious. Okay. Stress test. I'm going to say one more thing. How strong is your marriage? How much stress can it handle? The reason why you're doing all this is so that you're getting your marriage ready for the day that something really even hard comes and you guys can weather it. I'm telling you. Because if you're only good when you're good, you're when something bad happens.
Okay. You'll split. Okay. The death of a child. Something happened. I see it all the time. Shit happens. Businesses. How strong is your business? How much stress can your business hold? I train my company to handle the ultimate amount of stress in any circumstance. So if somebody was to walk, if I was to die today, my company would thrive. If anything was to happen, if our greatest employee, number one guy was to quit, nobody missed a beat. We love you, but we got to move. Show must go on. Bam, let's roll. So I train people to stress test their marriage, to stress test their companies. How strong you are depends on how much stress you can handle. Our company, like, dude, I feel like we're not even working. Like, that's how strong we are with stress. We feel nothing. That's why we stay battle tested physically, right? So that mentally our minds are strong. And dude, we're just like, we're ready for war. Everybody has to work out at least five or six days a week. You saw our kitchen downstairs. Our kitchen's huge. Everybody meal preps, right? I make sure that they run like Ferraris, not Ford Tauruses. I make sure that they fuel their bodies for Ferraris. I tell them, I'm like, dude, listen, you guys got to eat clean. What if one of you got cancer today and you had to under, undergo the fucking, the lights? How are you going to work? How, how's your body going to handle? You're going to be able to recover that? What if you had to say something crazy? Could you handle chemo right now? Like you guys got to freaking be ready for this. And so like I'm battle testing my team to not only be ready for their families, but also to be ready for this business. And also, dude, I'm in this for the long haul. Okay. Like I want to be here 20 years from now. My goal isn't to exit. I'm not doing a three-year deal, blow it up mm -hmm. and then exit it. I mean, I want my kids to take over this. So it's like, like, I'm just, I'm just not, I'm, I'm playing for the long game. And I believe those that play for the long game will win big time. And I know that there's a lot of people that, you know, especially in y'all's industry, you know, they do three, five year plans. A lot of people are, roll, there are a lot of roll up and going on with companies all around yeah, and they're yeah. buying. But in mine, I'm building this to last. Okay. And I'm insulating it with, with the culture of the people. And dude, listen to me, man. Like, I think this is what the world wants. I get, I get hundreds of DMs a day and people, what they say is they're like, dude, I want to look for a company that has a culture like yours. That's where I want to work. So I would tell like anybody watching this, like build that company. Okay. And then if you can't find it, build it. But the build is the, it is the, it's the hardest thing anybody will ever do. So if anybody asks, should I be an entrepreneur or an entrepreneur? I would tell you, go be an entrepreneur. Go find a business that is built a company and go be a f in that company, bring good shit to that company, be a needle mover in that company, create a better culture in that company, be a leader in that company, produce high levels in that company, be loyal to that company, be with that company forever. And dude, you'll end up being just as rich as you would being an owner. And you just have to do that. Because being an entrepreneur means you take all the risk, all the liability, somebody suing you, all this. And you see them collapse all the time. Yeah. But a technician, and there are multiple throughout our space that make 300, 400, 500, a million, two a year. As good as you want to make. Yeah. Can walk away from that company tomorrow, go get hired and do the same exact thing somewhere else. Yeah. And so the goal is anybody watching this, like if you're doing a good job in a company, a lot of people, you don't have to leave. A lot of people are like, well, my company doesn't do that. I need to leave. Hold on. Have you tried doing your job differently? Hmm. Like, like, listen to me, just do your job differently. Like show up different today, be different today. And if you do that, you're going to smoke everybody's ass. So that's what I'd tell you is that like, if somebody's like thinking about changing some, something, listen, if you haven't done anything with what you have now, what the fuck you think you're going to do something over here? You might not fit. No, well, but we're in the era now, whenever people fell at something, they want to quit yeah. and move over here because they didn't fell over in this job yet. Dude, you need to go, whatever you're doing now, you need to go crush that before you think about going and crushing anything else. 
Because if you're not killing it where you're at, you're not going to kill it somewhere else. You know what I'm saying? I mean, unless the company you work for is a piece of But the point is that a lot of people think that like the new job is, dude, the newness is going to wear off. And in 90 days, that's your old job now. So come on, man. Like you got to, that's why you got to train. That's why our training program is so good. But the so self-development let, part. So let's talk training because most of our audience is, is selling technicians in uh-huh. the home. In-home sales is what we do. Now mm-hmm. it's skilled trades related, but it's in-home sales. We're famous in the trades, our show, because we make any guest who calls themselves a sales trainer or a high sales person, we make them role play. Oh, good. So, well, but I'm going to tell you this, no matter what you role play, no matter what you practice on, doesn't matter whatever it is. Like, I don't care what it is. Mm -hmm. If you don't listen to what we just told you on the first part of this, you're not going to become a good person. You're literally not going to become who you need to be to walk into anybody's home. And nobody's going to let you walk into their house. They're going to do stuff with you. If they don't feel like you have a great home yourself. Yeah. Does that make sense? You, you don't walk with that confidence, that passion, yeah. that love, that foundation that's built at home. Yeah. So and, anyways, I just want to say that on that part, because no matter what you talk about in sales sure. training, this is the part of sales training that nobody talks about. This is the self-development piece in which nobody builds anything great. But anyways, sales training is easy. Yeah. Well, for you it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, it's easy for everybody, but it's who you become because dude, look, here's the goal. If you want to close anybody, you keep, you keep the client's goals at the center of the decision. That's all you do. Okay. So like in your space, what, what do people go into? They go into a home to do what? To go in as a technician, water treatment, water uh, treatment, clean the water up, clean the air up. Okay. So let's role play for a second. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay. So you walk into someone's house, they requested some information Mm -hmm. for you to come out and test their water. Yep. Is that right? Sure. Okay. Maybe. Maybe oh, we're just going into. Well, well how to, does it work? Let's say we're going into do you, a little you maintenance. Just give me any scenario. Yeah, so we'll do it. You know what? Before we do, I don't want to be the first guy to pull a phone out on your podcast, but I jumped in the Waste No Day Facebook group today, and I said I'm going to have a conversation with this monster. Uh-huh. Throw me some objections no, you want to hear. Let's, so let's hit him. Jeremy Strickland said, "Before we've even discussed options, I'm sorry. Let me answer your first question. We might be going into. Yeah, I was just curious, like how, like yeah, do they so, request information? Do we cold knock no, on their door? No, so it's a little colder in that we might go in to maintain your water heater, and we're going to test water while we're there. We might go in to maintain your furnace, but we're going to talk about the quality of the air. Can I ask you a question? They request us to come out and check it out, or do we? Is this routine maintenance? Routine maintenance. Okay, yeah. cool. So they know we're coming. We're like, hey, yep. we're going to be in your area next week. We need to do some routine maintenance. Close enough. Yeah. What time can we come in? Sure. Okay, cool. Let's roll. All right. That way I understand the concept of the situation. Okay, we'll, co- we'll come back to Jeremy's then. Uh, no, well, but you can go through them because I'm ready. Dude. So it's a, it's a little bit different than this one. But before we've even discussed options, just got to, to the home. The homeowner says, hey, before you start, you're going to email me the estimate, right? Essentially saying, I'm not buying anything today. We'll think it over over the weekend. Yeah, absolutely. No problem. If I see something today that's concerning, would it be okay to talk it over face-to-face before I email anything? Sure, you can bring it up. Okay, cool. A lot of the times I'll notice things that need to be done today. And then there's things that need to be done down the future. So I don't send you a 10 page email. Yep. Would it be okay if we just talk for one minute at the end? Sure. And if yeah. you're interested and then just in any email of that stuff, I can send it over. Yeah, Would that yeah. be okay? Yep. That makes sense. Okay. So you need to now take it back to a face-to-face. So now I'm going to say, if I see anything concerning that needs to be done today, I want to talk to you about that today face-to-face. Is that cool? Cool. Because you're probably going to have some additional questions. It's hard to ask questions through an email. Am I correct? Absolutely. Okay, cool. I don't want to write a 10-page email and I'm not good at typing. <laughs> so I'm good face-to-face. I'm a technician. I'm not a storyteller. Yep. So what my goal is, and by the way, like estimates, there's some things that could be done today. There's some things that could be done five years from now. And that's really all up to you. Okay. 
But if you had to write a check for what your family safety is worth, you probably couldn't write the check, could you? No. But if you could and need to be done today, you probably would, wouldn't you? Sure. So if I see something that's concerning, let's talk about it today because anything that should be done today shouldn't be put off for tomorrow. Am I right? That makes sense. Okay, cool. So we'll talk in person. All right. See, so so now I'm going to go find something. If I come back, I'm going to say, okay, listen. So number one, depends on what it is. Give me one part that needs to be done. Give me a, give me an upsell or give me something let's, that needs to be replaced. Let's say system's in great place. However, you don't have anything clean in the air in the home. Okay, so the number one thing that's important in these home is air. Air is what we breathe. Am I right? Right. Okay, who else lives in this home other than yourself? Who occupies this home? You and? Wife and four kids. Your wife and four kids. Okay, obviously their lungs are important to them. Breathing is important to them. And this is where they spend the majority of their time when they're not outside of this house. Is that correct? Correct. They sleep here every night. Yep. So they breathe eight hours of air every single night in this house. Yeah. And if the air and the oxygen weren't great in this house, you'd probably fix it and change it. Would you agree? I'd want it fixed. Okay, so now what needs to be replaced? Uh, we just need to put in some products to clean. So we need to put in some products to clean, which is going to create cleaner air, which is going to be healthy for your children to breathe. Mm -hmm. Is that something that's important to you? That's important. Good. And that's something that we want to do today. Okay. Now I did find three other things that need to be done within the one, the next one year to three years, but this is something that needs to be done today. Obviously your children's safety is always put first. I can tell that your family's everything to you. Obviously you guys got a beautiful family. This is something we need to take care of. If it was me, if it was my house, I wouldn't even need you to ask me. Just do it. But because of respect, this is something that's important. Obviously, you got three beautiful kids. You got four beautiful kids. You got your wife and including yourself. So this is something that needs to be today, done today. Do you have any questions? Uh, how much is it? Um, how much is it? Say 150 bucks a month. Yeah, it's 150 it bucks a month. Okay, 150 bucks a month. Okay, give me any objection. Um, ooh, that's a lot. I mean, $150 a month, that's, that's pretty heavy. Yeah, so, so keeping your children healthy, there's probably not a, a cost or an expense that you would put on that. Would you agree? You're right. Yeah. Okay. So all I want you to do is this. We're going to keep your goals at the center of the decision today. That's all I want you to do. Mm -hmm. If the goals today that I talk about, if your goal, my, by the way, your goal is not mine. If your goals are important to you, then we make a decision to move forward. Mm -hmm. If they're not, then we don't do it. Children's safety, wife's safety, your safety. Is that important to you? Very important. That's a goal. Okay. The longevity and the life of, of you and your family living. Super important yeah. to you. Okay. Oxygen. Is it something that we breathe every day? Sure. Okay, cool. So you're going to use it every day. Yep. Am I right? And you're going to use it every day in this house? Yeah. Okay, so that's a goal. So how do we make the decision today? It's simple. We just keep the goal at the center of your decision. My goal is to do one thing here today. It's to help you help yourself. Okay. The only thing that I would be upset about is that if this right here, this error in this house or this prob problem that needed to be treated or cleaned, if somebody came in and didn't make you aware of it. Mm. Let me ask you a question. How would it feel two years from now to have somebody come in and tell you for the last two years that you've had a dirty system in your house and your children and your wife and you have all been breathing it in and it affected their health and you could have fixed all that for 150 bucks a month? Would you be pissed off? I'd be upset. The only way to ensure that you're not pissed off for me in two years is to do it now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, let me ask you a question though, Andy. Ask um, me anything you want. This sounds great and, and I love it. If I go to a couple of your competitors here. Am I going to get this done for a little bit less? Because the money's a little tight right now. Do you like cheap stuff? I don't like cheap stuff. Good. I don't like cheap stuff either. So I don't like to talk to you about cheap stuff. What I what I can do is that I can only speak for me and my company and our service place. How long have we? How long has our company been in business for? Uh, fifteen years. Say. Our company's been in business for fifteen years. Most water treatment companies and companies that do what we're doing have been in business for five years. Most of them go out anywhere between five to seven years. With that being said, if they come in and they do the work they're probably not going to be around in a couple of years from now. I'm not a fly-by-night company. 
I care about your family. As a matter of fact, I didn't even have to tell you about what was going on today. A lot of people don't. But when I saw the pictures of the kids on the wall and your wife and I met you when I came in, mm. this is something that I would do in my house. It's something that I would tell you to do. But at the end of the day, if you want to try to save $20 somewhere else, you guys can see how it works. I know this. I'm going to be the technician. I'm going to be the one that's actually doing the work today. Okay. I'm going to be the one taking care of it. I also have a wife, sir. I have three beautiful kids. And I want to tell you something. I do right. Okay. I don't just do it. I do it right. Okay. There are people in this world that'll do labor for cheaper. Okay. And I'm not sure that they'll do it properly or they'll come in or what the technician's name is, how much experience he's had, or if he has a family or how much he cares. Cause I'm not that person. So I can't speak for other people, but I can speak for me. When I clean your system right now, before I leave today, it's going to be $150 a month. I'm going to make sure that it's done right. I'm going to make sure your family's safe, just like the same family I'd have and what I'd respect, what I'd want someone to do for my family, I'm going to do for yours. So before you say yes, you see my hand, see it, mm-hmm. grab it. This is called an ironclad handshake. You know what an ironclad handshake is? What's that? So what my grandpa taught me before he passed away. And he said, when you can look at someone eye to eye and you can do business with them and they tell you they're going to take care of something, more than likely they're a real man and they're going to take care of it. So with that being said, an ironclad handshake, I'm going to clean your system right. And for $150 a month, your family's going to breathe clean air. And if that right there is what you want, I'll take care of it and I'll service it for you. But I can't speak for anybody else. Actually, okay. That makes perfect sense to me. I just, my wife's at work right now and she's a nurse and she's on the floor. Can't get a hold of her right now. But If uh, she found out that, that the family was breathing unhealthy air, would she be upset? She probably wouldn't love it. Yeah. Yeah, let me ask you a question. If it was her there and she called you and told you what I just told you, what would you say to her? I'd probably say get it done. Right. This is your greatest asset. It's your home. Your home probably costs anywhere, I didn't look it up on Zillow, but three hundred to $500,000. I promise you, you guys pay for all kinds of stuff in your life. When your kids get sick, you take them to the doctor. The most important thing that you can do is take care of their health and the longevity of it by how they breathe. They spend a majority of their house at home. Our homes are made to be safe. I'm pretty sure, I don't know if you have a firearm in your house or not, Sure. but people carry firearms in their house to keep their house safe. What you have in this house can't be seen. I can fix it. I can clean it. The safety in this house will be great and you guys don't have to worry about it. You don't need a firearm to fix what I'm about to fix. I'm going to go and use the right chemicals and I'm going to fix it and I'm going to make sure everything's right. And if you called your wife, she would say, are you telling me that our children could be breathing unhealthy air? absolutely fix it. 150 bucks a month. I don't care if it's $150,000 a year. It doesn't matter. This is our home. This is our safe place. This is our greatest asset. We spent the most money on this property. Yes, it does cost money to protect and upkeep stuff. You have a car, right? Yep. You change the oil on it. Mm-hmm. Why? Because if you don't, it won't last. Yep. Same thing like a home. That's it. And by the way, when your family's important to you, listen, if it was just you living in here without your wife and kids, you know what I'd say? Who cares? Honestly, it's fine. It's your life. If you don't want to take care of it, that's fine. But when we have a family, it's our job and our obligation to take care of our family because it's our job as the men of the house to hold the line for them. That's it. And by the way, if you want to know why I take this personally, it's because it's just the right thing to do. It's not about money. This will be the greatest close anybody has ever pulled. Just say, it's the right thing to do. It's that simple. If your kids were going to cross the road and you knew that they were going to cross a busy street and it was bad for them to cross, would you pressure your children not to cross the street? Of course. Yeah, because you just want them to do what's right. Yep. You want to protect them, right? Sure. So if it seems like I'm pressuring you right now, it's because I am. I just want you to do what's right. 
if me cleaning the system and I gave you an ironclad handshake and I told you that I would do it right and that I would take care of it right is the right thing to do and I told you that I would handle it man to man, then let's do it. And if you don't want to do it, then you can have anyone else come out. But I can't speak for them. I can't do the work for them. I don't know if they have a family. I don't know how much, how many systems they've cleaned. I don't know any of that. But me, when I take care of this, it'll be put to bed. It'll be something you'll never worry about again. Hmm. If you want to sleep like a baby tonight when you go to bed and know that your family's breathing clean air, let me get to work. All right, get to work. I don't... (laughs) The point is, is that look, there's a couple more to throw out, but when you throw everything, you come in with that kind of passion and that kind of belief in that you literally know nothing about, but you know, it's cleaner air for the kids. Uh, At the end is, of the day, going to people pay, that people pay for results. Mm-hmm. Okay. You got amateur salespeople that go, well, let me tell you why we would do this because we're going to do this. 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 People don't give about that. Mm-hmm. What's the result? The result is you're going to sleep like a baby tonight. The result that when you go to bed right now, I'm just going to tell you this, I wouldn't even be able to sleep if I was thinking that my kids honestly weren't breathing clean air. And listen, it, and, and I mean this, a lot of people, they, they underestimate like what, what, what this service is going to do for them. Like I promise you, man, like, like breathing is like one of the most important things in the world. Like your children's lungs, your wife's lungs, and your lungs are extremely important. And by the way, if somebody says they can't afford it, I mean, you could ask them like, if I gave you a million dollars right now or $10 million, but I told you you couldn't wake up tomorrow, would you take it? No way. No. So your health's more important than money, right? Sure. Right? Okay, cool. So for 150 bucks a month, I can guarantee that your entire health, health has better health. So that's it. Like health is number one. On the priority list, health is number one. And that's why I'm here. I just want to point out there that what we just talked about was indoor air quality products, water treatment products, you name it. How much product knowledge did Andy just spit at us? Zero. Zero. And, yeah. and we talk about that all the time that as Brian Tracy used to say, it's the transfer of enthusiasm that sells. It's the passion, the belief in what this thing does for me as a client. Not product knowledge, not terms and conditions, not technical jargon. But I would buy that air purification system in a heartbeat right now. I always say this, don't sell with your mouth, sell with your heart. That's it. Like wear your heart on a sleeve. And by the way, I will say one more thing. Put yourself in the client's shoes, Okay. I asked you, who else occupies this home? You said, my wife and my four children. Okay, cool. So put yourself in their shoes and think about like, how would I talk to somebody or how would I want someone to talk to me if I was you? And that's it. All right, so listen, anybody watching this right now, understand what we're talking about is just human excellence. Okay, like I want to say something like like it's human excellence. Like that should be your goal is to raise your standard, become a better human being. When you do that, people will say yes. Mm -hmm. In a world full of amateurs, you got to go pro and people can feel your soul and they can look into your eyes and the eyes are the window to the soul and they can see who you are when they're talking to you. Okay, so uh, yeah, if you want to cover one last thing, let's roll. Whatever you want to cover. I'll do one more more objection. Whatever you got. All right. And, and I want to say this while you're looking for it. So I sit knee to knee with people. Um, I, don't, I don't sit across the table. Um, I'll get knee to knee with them. I would get very close. I would come around like this. And I would say something like, like, hey, I'm going to go over this proposal with you. I'm going to show you what we found. There's a couple things that are concerning. Um, would it be okay if I sit next to you? So when I explain this, in case you want to interrupt me, you can. Would that be okay? Sure. Yeah. Okay. Boom. Now I'm going to move in proximity to you. And if I can put my arm around you, I can close you. It'd be very hard for me for you to tell me no, me sitting right there. Mm. So I just want to tell you guys, don't go across the table. Is there is there a side you would sit on between no, the husband care. and wife? No, Doesn't I don't matter. care. I, hey, I'd say, guys, can I squeeze between you both? You guys both seem amazing, but I want to explain to both of you so you can both see it. Is that fine? Uh, and by the way, if you're like, well, we don't have anything we present, well, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen, write shit down. What's written will be retained. Just write shit down, okay? So anyways, I just want to tell you guys that in a seated position, 
is where the closing happens. Don't be standing up by the door, okay? Don't be standing in the hallway and telling what's going on. Say, where can we sit? By the way, do you have a pen, piece of paper? I got a couple of things I want you to write down. Number one, go ahead and write this down, health. I need you to write that down. Okay, cool. Number two, write down the name of your wife and your three children. That's super important because those are the people that we're going to be protecting. I'm guiding him through the close. You may say, come on, man. Listen, <laughs> I only broke every record when I sold. I only got a nine-figure business going on 10. Tell me this don't work. That's fine. I promise you it does. Now, at the end of the day, if you feel weird doing it and it helps the client, I don't understand why you feel weird helping people. Okay. A lot of you need to get over like your insecurities, your weirdness. And by the way, I always say this, like the way that you view shit is the way that your clients will view stuff. My way I view stuff is that they want me to educate them. Okay. Like mm -hmm. there is no close here. I'm already closed if this needs to be done. I wouldn't be having this conversation with you and I'm a good person if this isn't something that you need to do. Okay. I wouldn't be wasting your time. I got 20 other houses to be to. My wife wants to have dinner ready for me tonight. I promise you I wouldn't waste my time here. Okay. Now that we got that out of the way, I need you to write down a couple of things because this is what this is all about. Because at the end, all we're going to do is make a decision. We're going to keep your goals at the center of the decision. Does that make sense? Yep. That's it, guys. That's the close, okay? It's not no slick mouth and yeah. none of that. So, But that's how I operate, so I just wanted to explain that. But let's go. What do you got? All right. <laughs> Ryan Fitzgerald, you're my second estimate of three. The first one was lower than yours by $1,000, but I would like to wait for that third option before I make a decision. But I definitely want to keep your estimate. Okay. And this is for the same deal? Uh, let's use water treatment. Let's say uh, we're talking about a water purification system under the sink. Okay. So like, how much is that? Say 1800 bucks. Okay. $1,800. So let me ask you a question. This water purification system, right? Mm -hmm. They're not all the same. Uh, not that I know of. Well, I know, but they're not all the same. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were role playing. No, no, but they're no, not all the same. They're not. No. Okay. And they're, they're not all the same. And that's important for you to know. Because yeah. at the end of the day, if price is what you're chasing and you're not chasing value, then I would say get the cheapest quote and have somebody put something in here. Yeah. But once it doesn't do what you want it to do and it's not working properly and you don't get the value that you want, would you be upset that you spent any money and didn't get what you want? Oh, yeah. Okay, so let's do me a favor. Let's put price to the side for a minute and let's talk about value. Is that fair? Fair. Okay, because if you spend less money, you don't get the value. Any amount of money you spend not getting the value, you're going to be pissed off about. Yep. So the only way that I can sure and guarantee that you're not going to get pissed is just slowing down for a minute and actually writing down the value that you want. Okay. Okay. So number one, you got a quote for how much? 1100 1100 And yep. I just quoted you 1800 Whatever. Yep. Or oh, 2100 Okay. Okay. And you're saying it's twice as much. Well, number one, the water purification system is extremely important. Now, I might go into product knowledge for a minute, but I'm going to tell you this. Most of these systems break. We actually warranty ours products. Most of them that go in after six months, they have a problem. Nobody else comes back out. Fly-by-night companies put them in. They're going to say something like, the technician did something wrong. Everybody's going to blame everybody on it. And the customer's going to get caught in the crossfire. I see this happen all the time with the amateur companies. Yep. The system that we put in, it's better for X, Y, and Z reasons. Okay. But secondly, am I going to be the one installing this? Yes. Okay. This is where you need to stop. And you need to say, I need you to look into my eyes for a minute. And I need you to understand this really well. I've installed thousands of these. I've never misinstalled one. I've put them all in properly. And they all, and I execute every one of them where when I, I'm done with them. They last for a long time. Nobody ever has any problem. You never call me out twice. Like it's done and it does its job and it does it great. A lot of companies, they hire cheap labor people to come out who aren't professionals, who haven't been vetted, who are in your home, putting in a, a water softener treatment, who have no business putting one in. And when they misinstall it and they put it in wrong, it's a nightmare of stuff for you and it doesn't work right.
And in the end, you're going to end up doing it twice. It's going to cost twice as much money and it's not going to work the way it should. You know why? Because it's not only about the system, but it's about who installs it. When I tell you right now, I've got the water installation deal in my truck or I can have it tomorrow. When I come and install it, I'm going to be here one time. I'm going to do it right. It's going to work properly. And the reason why we're in this home is because you want the value of what it will do. And for $2,100, you're going to get more than you paid for because you're not going to have any problems. And I'm going to make sure that it's put in properly and that you guys get what you pay for and it's done seamlessly and there'll be no interruption in the house when I'm here. I'm not going to leave a mess and I'm going to take care of everything and be very respectful for the time that I'm here. Now, if I can ensure and guarantee all that and you guys have no problems, not only is it great today, but it's great the next five years where you don't have to mess with any issues because I did my job right today. Now, with that being said, if that's the value that you were hoping for and you were looking for, let me take care of the job and let's let the amateurs have nothing to do with doing work in your home. Let a professional take care of it. Is that fair? That's fair. You take your hand and you just stick it in their chest like that. And you always got to say, is that fair? And then you just put it out like that. And listen to me. Don't say, how's that sound? No, you got to say, fair? Thank you so much. Take your hand, stick it in their chest. Dude, they'll grab it. They grab it every time. And just say, thank you so much. By the way, I appreciate the fact that you know how to do business with a professional because most people right now, I had a buddy that had some windows installed. He had a $15 or $15,000 cheaper window quote and they use this other company a year and a half later that would tear off all the windows out go back with the original company which was even more expensive now because of inflation and they had to do it twice okay if you think it's expensive to do business with a professional try doing one with an amateur Mm. yeah it's about three times more money and a headache so i just want to tell you guys like doing it right doing it one time that's the way i believe and i think you guys feel the same way am i right and just take your head and do that Okay. And they're like, yep. Say, cool. Bam. And that's it, man. So I just want to say this, like you're the sell, you're the close. I want to say one last thing to win this. Okay. But I want to say, be so good at speaking, talking, looking in people's eyes, articulating your words, carrying yourself, let your posture be great. Have so much confidence that these people almost choose you as like their mentor. Okay. And people are like, what do you mean? Like somebody you just met could be your mentor. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like dude, if somebody handles themselves really well, it really allows you to trust them because you're like, wow, man, this person's really educated. Like this person, they've done a lot of these jobs. This person's really familiar with this industry. This person's not afraid that it's twice as much because they understand the value that it brings. Like at the end of the day, were you looking for a guy to bring you the lowest price or bring the most value to you and your family? Which one? Value. Yeah, value. Okay, cool. Well, then price really doesn't matter because if you pay for anything, you don't get the value. You're wasting your money. Am I correct? Correct. So let's not talk about cheap prices and amateurs. Let's talk about professional stuff for you and your family getting the value you wanted. Bam. When you deliver it that way, they're like, damn, man, I like the way this guy talks. I like the way this guy believes. I want to take this person's confidence. And matter of fact, they actually like you as an individual. And that will really like make them not want to do business with anyone else because they like you. And then if it is more money, who gives it? They're going to spend with you anyways. Remember, these people can spend whatever they want. Don't ever let them tell you they can't. Question is, do they like you? I always say this, they, if, they'll listen, if they like you, they'll listen to you. And if they believe you, they'll buy from you. So like, listen, believe, buy. So everything you just did was amazing, obviously. The rebuttals were spot on. Yeah, we're but, just playing. That's your, how I would do it. I've never sold way of doing it with that passion had to be trained. How do people get trained by Andy Elliott? 
Well, so, so number one, we have a lot of free training that we give people. Okay. Like right out the gate. Like I don't charge everybody for training, like training. I like to give people a taste. I call this like ruining the value of money for people. So anytime I get on a podcast and people are like, dude, you know, how do I, how do I train with you? Well, don't, don't pay me any money. Um, we give people free courses when they reach out in the beginning because we want them to do some training. We want them to see the mindset training. We want them to learn the persuasion training. We'll give it away for free in the beginning, some of that training mm -hmm. so that they can learn that dude, like, holy, like I'm better already. I'm making money. I call it creating raging fans, right? Like if somebody doesn't charge you anything, but they make you 20 grand, you're like, dude, what if I paid them, you know, a 500, then how much would I make? It's like you, you level up and go to bigger training systems. So uh, anybody watching this right now, I'll give you a free training. I got about five or six free training courses that I'll be happy to give anybody who texts. Um, I'll give you a text message, but it's 918-210-0254, 918-210-0254. You just text and uh, say, hey, I saw your podcast. You said you'd give away some free training. I'll be happy to send it over. Log into it, um, whether it's the mindset, nine skills, persuasion, I'll send you something that you can log into and just start feeling what it feels like to self-develop. That's the key. And once you like fall in love with learning and you get this down, you're going to realize that the greatest investment you've ever made is in yourself. ROI on buying a house is like 7%. ROI on getting training is like a thousand percent. Like it's stupid. And you guys need to bet on you and you need to go all in on you and you need to spend money on you. Because if you don't, you're not going to change. Until you change, nothing changes. The only person that's going to change your family's life is you. Like it isn't going to be anything else. It's you physically changing. So anyways, anybody that wanted to train, they can take that course there and kick ass. Andy. Can't tell you how much I appreciate you putting this together for me. Uh, I really appreciate being here in your awesome studio and meeting your freaking amazing people, man. I feel like a slightly better person from being at this place two you better times. better feel like a way better person. Two times. Your wife's going to beat your ass when you get out of here. <laughs> I'm just Looking kidding. forward to it. I love it, brother. All right. Thank, <laughs> thank you. you. Hey, guys. It's Andy Elliott. Make sure every Monday when you wake up, if you're not listening to Waste No Day, you're wasting your day. Come on, man. <laughs> Listen, it's time to kick in a world right now where everybody's asleep. It's time to wake up, control your life. Whole world full of amateurs. It's time to go pro. That's why you are why you guys are going to watch Waste No Day and you guys are going to kick ass and start your week off right. You're going to go home, bring special energy to your family. You're going to look in the mirror and become a badass. You're going to take care of your business on a whole new level and you're going to earn more money and close more deals. Love it. See you guys.